hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. Today's guest, I had the honor of being a guest on her podcast, And that was quite an experience, a little transformational, I will say, but we're going to get really into that as we start our conversation. So I'll keep you guessing for a little while. Let me tell you a little about Amy Giacento. Her mission is she helps women get out of their own way, listen up, everybody, find their voice and take action to live life on their terms. So basic, but isn't that what we want? And why can't we just do it? As I mentioned before, she is the host of a podcast called Turning Your Trash into Treasure. It was quite an experience seeing her in action. And I can't, we're just going to jump right in. So, with that, I say, welcome, welcome, Amy, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Okay. So yeah, now we've turned we've turned the tables a little. So I always start with, you know, just tell us about you. What's your story? So my name is Amy and oh gosh, there's a lot. It's such a loaded. <laughs> and, and that's why it's like, where, where do I begin and just kind of throw it against the wall and be like, okay, let me start here. Well, I'll give you like a brief little... Mm-hmm. Think through. So um, I grew up poor. My parents separated when I was really young. My mom took care of me most of my life. My dad really wasn't in the picture a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Fast forward into about 18 years old, I decided to become an, a dancer. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of reasons why I did that, but I did that for almost 13 years. Mm-hmm. And that is a big part of my story because in that, there was a lot of shame. There was a lot of rejection from other people. Sure. There was a lot of fear of what people would think of me. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of hiding too, because when I first started doing it, I thought it was like the greatest thing ever. Like I'm making all this money. Mm. So glamorized. But then you start to see people look at you differently. You right. start to see people talking behind your back about what you're doing. And then you start to hide. Yeah. At the end of my dancing career, like I used to wear wigs and I would hide my car so nobody would see it there. And I never told anybody what I did. And Hmm. the reason why this is so important is because 
I actually met my husband about the time that I was leaving the club. Mm -hmm. And he came from a middle-class family. Everybody went to college, got their bachelor's degree or higher. Everybody was in corporate jobs. Mm -hmm. And I've seen them as higher than me. Correct. I see myself as lower than them because I didn't have, I mean, I had an associate's degree, but I didn't have a, a degree. I wasn't in corporate America. Right. I did do other things along the my path of being a dancer. I owned a car show business where I put on classic car shows, which was mm-hmm. amazing. I owned a nail salon mm-hmm. and that was actually my exit plan. Like my right. exit plan was to have the salon and have it grow. But I met my husband and plans changed and yeah. So when I would meet people, I would tell them, oh, I have a salon. This is what I do. And I never let anybody know. I actually hid that part of my life from everybody when I met my husband and his family for a good nine years. Wow. I didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew what I did at all. And I I took parts of me that made me good at that job Mm. and I hid them. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm a very happy person. I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, like I, that's just how I am. But I felt, and that's what made me good at that job is because I was very outspoken and I could walk up to anybody and talk to them. But I felt like I had to like rein that back a little bit because if I did that, then maybe somebody might find me out. Right. Or the, even like the way I dressed and the way I talked, I felt like I had to rein all of that back in because what if they find out about me and what if they judge me or think that I shouldn't be with my husband or whatever? I don't know. So you were forced into always playing small when you don't fit in that box because, you know, you're busting out of it. But the wall of shame. Right. The what ifs, the judgy McJudgers. Yeah. And I shrunk myself like I mm. felt like I got to the point that I felt like I was a shell of a person. Yeah. I didn't even know who I was or what I was doing. And I had my daughter and not long after I had my daughter, I realized how can I teach her how to be herself Mm. and be exactly who she was and be happy with who she is if I'm not doing that myself. Right. And that started me down the journey of personal development. And Mm -hmm. I started to dig into it and started to read books. And Mm -hmm. one thing led to another. And then I ended up hiring a coach. And then I decided to become a coach. And it just... The natural progression. I love that. Yes. And now that's what I do. (laughs) So you are a life coach. Yeah. I call myself a growth mindset because I work with people's mindset. Like it. Like it a lot. So... You first are coached. You have a, I'll say a, again, a life coach. It could have been a mind. And, and yeah. there are, when you, when you hone in on, on a specialty, I'll say that's when you're, okay, so you're a growth mindset. So you learn or hone your skill. Uh, they'll teach you and give you tools. And then is it normal or natural to say, I need to share this. This is so good. For me, what happened was I was reading all these books and didn't know how to implement it. Like Mm. I was getting all this knowledge and I was like, I don't even know how to really apply this to my life. Mm -hmm. And I was reading this book. It was um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how her life drastically changed when she got a coach. 
Mm-hmm. And I would listen to this book over and over again. And every time I listened to it, that part just stuck out to me. And I'm like, I don't even know how to find a coach. Like, what does that even look like to me? So I started like digging around and I found someone and I clicked with her mm-hmm. and it was quite expensive to be honest with you. And it was scary to me because I was a stay at home mom mm-hmm. and I was like, I need to do something because clearly what I'm doing is not working. Right. And the crazy thing is, is that I've done things before. Like I had a car show business. Correct. You've proven, right. You a proven track of success that you have the ability, which then means you can. Right. You know, there's no, there's no questioning of, well, I've never done this before. I wonder if I can. No, you knew you could. Right. But I feel still felt stuck. Like, I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. what is, what is the breakdown here? And what it boiled down to is, and, and I started working with the coach and we started talking and we basically went into me, like what was mm. going on in me mm-hmm. and what had happened is I had shrunk myself so small mm-hmm. and hid myself so much that even though I knew I could do it and I knew in my heart, like you are going to do grand things. I just didn't know how to get to that point because I had shrank myself so much. Right. And it was working with her and learning to take back my power and learning to stand in who I was again, like relearning it all mm-hmm. that I was like, I've always felt like I was called to serve, but I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. What does that look like? Sure. Yeah. And as I started doing this, I'm like, I have to show other people this. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And as I started, as I started unfolding, I was like, okay, this is what it's going to look like. And, and to be honest with you, it does not look anything now. Like I thought it would at the beginning, but that's the beauty of it, you know? So where you think it's, yeah, where you think it's going to be and then where, how it does show up and play out are usually two different things. Usually better. Yes. Usually that's, that's how it happens. Was your coach local or online? Cause a lot of coaching is online in this day and age. Yeah. She was online. Yeah. I met her online mm-hmm. and we would do like a zoom meeting every week. And she would do some other stuff, but that's what I did with her. I just did a Zoom meeting every week with her. When did you, and you mentioned, yes, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and it wasn't cheap. Oh, yeah. Because it's not. And then how do you get past the, am I worth the investment? Now, it's not, and I don't know how much your, you know, your particular coach was. I know what coaching, and we're going to get into that. But I'm just, you know, people, I'll say, get afraid of a $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 amount where like break that down to the number of coffees or mani pedis that you do get. Mm-hmm. Aren't you worth that? Or you're, you know, that's six months worth of hair or three months worth of hair or highlights or extensions, whatever that is. Imagine if you took the chunk of money to invest to break open the barriers and then spring into the next. So how long did you mull over the price of oh, your she, investment? <laughs> so when she told me, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this happen? My mm-hmm. husband was, is like, I don't know. Well, we're not spending this because it's not cheap. It's, and it's lump sum. It's not as though you can sit and be like, well, you know, if we do 200 a month and then, you know, it's like, oh, uh, nope, let's, you know, kind of drain the account or yeah. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I 
had to do something different. Mm -hmm. I just, I knew in my heart that what I was doing was not working and I needed something else. And when she told me, I freaked out for a minute. (laughs) And then, (laughs) yeah, I know. (laughs) And then then I, I had been investing in retirement. Mm -hmm. So I called my company that I had my retirement with Mm -hmm. and I asked them how much I could take out without being penalized. Mm-hmm. And they told me and I took it out and I paid for it. And I was hyperventilating all along the way. <laughs> like the whole time I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And my husband's like, what did you do? <laughs> I'm sure he's laughing now. You know, let's look back and be like, well, wasn't that the smart move? So, yeah. <laughs> and then how long was, I'll say, your process, your learning? How long did you work with your coach? So that particular coach, I worked with her for a year. Mm -hmm. However, I think that the personal development journey is lifelong. Correct. There's always going to be something that pops up. Mm -hmm. I think that different people teach us different things Mm -hmm. and we need different people along the way. So since then, I have had two other coaches. I'm working with um, my third coach right now. Mm -hmm. And every single one of them have taught me a part of where I need to be. And I am thankful for each one of them for that. I think that's important, though, because, again, it's not, well, let me hire this person. Yes, we click. Wow. Uh, You know, I'm breaking my barriers and I'm rediscovering myself. A, I don't need, you know, we're not going to be tied together for life because they are literally teachers that come into your life to here's this set of tools Mm -hmm. and, you know, for where you are right now. So then you take that, you work with that, you then put your spin on it. Yes. And develop. And then you're, you're good in that respect for what that coach is there to represent. Mm -hmm. And knowing that learning is lifelong, love that. You know that when then perhaps the next step up, the next milestone, the next wherever you want to achieve or where you want to go, now I need somebody to help to throw me a line and help me up to the next level. Right. And my first coach, she helped me mindset. Like, how Mm -hmm. do I get to the point where that I'm not so shrunken? I'm able to stand Mm -hmm. with my chest held high. This is who I am. If you don't like me, I'm sorry. This is who I am. My second coach taught me about vulnerability. Mm. Because talking about my story was something that I did not do. Like, okay, you can like me now, but... I didn't want to talk about the past. I didn't want to talk about the things that made me who I was Ah. and made me relatable to people. So she taught me that aspect of it. It's okay to tell your story. There are people that need to hear what you've gone through. Right. So she taught me that. And my third coach has taught me so much about business and the money mindset part of it that I didn't, I mean, I knew because I had businesses, but it online is a whole different monster. It's a whole different, right? Yeah. So learning that and learning that these different minds are these blocks that come up for you at each step, at each level that you go up, Mm -hmm. they're going to be there and everybody has them, right? People have them to make $2,000 a month. People have them make $10,000 a month, 20, 30, 40, even when you get Mm -hmm. up to $50,000 a month, you're going to have these blocks. 
Mm-hmm. And to be able to work through them is and have skills and tools to do that is good. And when people come into my to my world, mm-hmm. I don't want them to stay there forever. If they've stayed there forever, then that means I'm not teaching them what they need to know. Right. And they're not moving on to the next step. I want them to come into my world. I want them to learn, soak up everything that they need to from me. Mm-hmm. And then I want them to progress to the next step. Right. You know, so I think that when people say, oh, you found somebody and that's your person forever. It's okay. You know what? Follow me for the rest of your life. That is fine with me. However, I want you to be able to meet me. I want to meet you where you are. And I want to put you to this next level so that somebody else can grab your hand and pull you up to the next level. And the next person can pull you up to the next level and go from there. So I want to get on to what you coach. But one last question is when you started telling your story and you find your voice and you stand in it, people's reaction, were you surprised at anyone's reaction? Did everybody would be like, well, okay, well, you're still the same person that we know, like that was then and let's go on. Like what was their reaction? And then my next one will be, did you and I hate the word regret, but did you wish maybe you would have said it sooner because based on people's reaction? So almost everybody's reaction was okay. Everybody has a past. There was a lot of people who were like, wow, that's so cool. I can't believe that you had enough balls to get up there and do that because that's not right. something that's really easy to do to get up there and do that. Right. So the reaction that I got from people was totally different than I expected it to. Isn't that so funny? But the thing about it is that I grew up in a small town and mm-hmm. like everybody in that small town knew what I did. And, and now I live in a bigger area and it's not that big of a deal. So it's right. I think that that plays a little bit into it, but almost and I don't think anybody was like, oh, and didn't yeah. want to have anything to do with me anymore, which was my fear. Like my fear was that if I let it come out, that they were going to be like, oh, well, we don't we know what kind of person you are. Well, it's actually the story that you wrote without because you never said it to anyone, you validated it yourself. And you're like, well, this is how they're going to feel. And this is what they're going to think of me. You know, I'm going to get the side eye. They're just going to, you know, agree that I should be in this small place. Cause that's after all, look what I look, what I've done, Mm -hmm. look what I'm doing, whatever it is. Right. But that was just your story. You wrote it. Exactly. You never gave anyone a chance to to really validate it. So that's the fun thing is, and it was true for how many years? I mean, you said nine years after before you said it. Like you, that's a lot. That beyond exhausting and you know, just wow. Yeah. And I do regret it because I think that felt like I had to be this different person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now looking back, I'm thankful that everything played out the way that it did because I would not have learned the lessons that I learned. Sure. And I would not be able to relate to people and the th- different things that they're doing. But looking back, if I would have owned who I was, there would have been a lot less heartache mm-hmm. for a lot of different people. Understood. But it's also, it just, again, very relatable because it doesn't matter what our stories are. It was the amount of common shame that, and again, I could have it, she could have it, you could have it with all different reasons of why we would feel, you know, shameful about where we came from. And again, comparison, and we were poor compared to the, you know, small town, 
everybody's got it. Right. Everybody's got the same. And that's what is so important. Why we love to talk about it and this, because you always think you're the only one going through it. And once you hear one other person uh, like, wait a minute, what? And now look at her and she's doing this. And oh, so someone else, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. We just don't want to be alone. Right. And that's like the greatest thing about actually being vulnerable enough to come out and tell my story. Yeah, that's uh, brave, courageous beyond words, beyond. Yeah. You needed that to be this. Exactly. And one of my biggest fears was that like my husband's family or his friends would find out and they would react a certain way. Mm -hmm. And when I first told my story, nobody said anything. And then like, maybe like six months later, my mother-in-law pulled my husband aside and was like, did you know about her past? And mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As any mother like, would. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, and, and other people in the family had, it was like the grapevine of mm-hmm. people telling everybody or whatever, but, and he was like, yes, I did know. We talk about these things and I did know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, Okay. But I don't think that it changed how they look at me because they know like my personality to an extent, but then to another extent, like more like here I am now. And that's a little different for them too. So that is, that is so funny. So let's talk about, and this is how we had our first encounter, your podcast, Turning Your Trash Into Treasure. Interesting format. If you want to talk a little about that and then get, well, We'll continue. Okay. So the idea behind my podcast is to bring people on and kind of coach them wherever they are. Some people I coach and we talk only in mindset. Everybody that comes on my podcast show has a business or has a business idea. Mm-hmm. It's all based around that. Mm-hmm. But some people we brainstorm. What can you do? How can you grow your business? What do you want to do? And it's all all of it comes behind mindset because mm-hmm. everything that we do, there's some kind of mindset issue behind it. The idea of it is to bring women on and coach them through wherever they are in that little realm. Right. So it was, I was so curious about that. And so when I was on, on your episode with a whole lot of nothing, with a whole lot of ideas and no idea of how any of that would even parlay. The only thing I know, and I still know, is that, yes, I'm going to have a digital online business. That much I know. Yes, I think that I know that I can help other people. I've had a journey. And that was that was just kind of as general as I could get. And your questions, and I'll speak from my experience, a lot of things really flipped so many light bulbs in my head that night. Mm-hmm. What, and mostly you kept saying, what would that look like? What? I'm sorry. Um, hmm, I, and what did I, I was just like, I don't know. I've never really thought that far, but you weren't letting go. You were just like, okay, no, no, you know, well, take a minute and What And suddenly this picture or the vision in your head appears and by the end of the call, we had more than an idea. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That was the crazy part. So tell me your process when, when you're working with someone. 
kind of hard. <laughs> I know because I found I, I'm like, how does she do this when you honestly didn't even know what I was talking about? And yet and I felt like, number one, you're a really good listener. And yeah. Because I think sometimes, and I know me, like if I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll answer the question, but I'm babbling and I don't hear what I'm saying, but you do. Right. And then you would come back at, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. I'm like, huh. And then I don't really think about that. Yeah. I think reading between the lines of, Mm -hmm. and I I pride myself in being being able to read people really well like facial expressions and things like that. So if I ask somebody a question and I can see that it struck a nerve or maybe mm-hmm. make them think a little bit more, then I kind of try to explore that a little bit more. And that's really what my process is, is to feed off of where they're going, mm-hmm. meet them where they are and just push them a little, a little bit farther to think outside of the box. Because a lot of people, they get so caught up in this little box of where they are And they don't even know how to see anything else. But when you ask them a question, you can tell, are they having resistance to this? Or is this something that they've never thought about? Or is this something that interests them? Do they get excited about it? What part are they getting excited about? And just dig into that deeper. Hmm. So that's, that's really what my process is all about is every client is different because everybody's a different spot in their journey. Right. So it really depends on where they are. And I let them lead it, basically. And so your average client, if I'm seeking you out and I say, oh, well, okay, she empowers women and and she'll help me find my voice. So usually I am either I have a business or I have a business idea. Correct. And now I have to be, and and that, and I'm of the latter, and this is great, and I have this idea. Now what? Like, how am I going to get this idea to post it on the wall, to the website, to buy here, click here? How does that happen? Taking inspired action and and learning to listen to yourself, mm. because. I am a firm believer that if you have an idea or a passion inside of you, the roadmap is there. The roadmap is inside of you. Mm, Love that. God's not going to give you an idea and not give you the skills or the knowledge to get there. Everything that you need is already there. Finding it is a different story. People think, oh, I have to know everything. No, you don't. You can know, hey, this is the big picture up here. This is where I'm at. What is the next step I have to take? And then what is the next step? And then what is the next step? And then what is the next step? And it just kind of builds on there. Because if you feel like, oh, I have to have everything exactly mapped out, nothing is ever going to work the way that you want it to, ever. Right. Most of the time, it works out for the better. And if you put yourself in this box of it has to be this way, you're going to miss out on so many things along the path. Mm. And that's really what it's all about is the journey to get there. Because the end destination is death. Yeah. Right? Our end destination is death. Even when you reach your goal, once you get there, you're not going right. to just stop and just be like, okay, now I'm here. Okay. You're going to be like, yeah. oh, I want to do this or I want to do this. And it's you're building a momentum. Mm-hmm. So you're taking that one step at a time. What is next? And you're building that momentum and you're enjoying where you're at. 
you're, you're looking at all the flowers along the path and, and you're, you're taking it all in because every step is teaching you something to get you to the next step. Mm. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And it's, you know, again, it doesn't, uh, what I said earlier, it, it sounds so easy and it really is if we just got out of our own way. <laughs> If we just let down the guard, let down the surrender, me, let down the control and just know that if you, okay, literally take that one step, that two step, and eventually maybe I'll be walking faster. Oh, then not me, but then you start to jog or run, you know, but that's the momentum part building and it's easy. And why don't we make it easy? Why don't we believe that it really is easy? Not without some heavy lifting. Right. And and I think, you know, when, and especially when you go through a growth period, which is hard. It is. It's hard because you've never been there before. You're, you know, you're leaving the safety. You're leaving the comfort zone. Again, am I going to be good at this or what? We write the story. What will people think? And yet if you kind of just close the doors on that chatter and just go, you know, to, I'll say, follow, follow your heart. Just, I think then it would probably, you know, uh, for me, I'll speak of just push me a little quicker. It's that comfort zone. It doesn't make me happy because where's the challenge? It's a comfort zone. Right. It's, you know, like washing your hair. It's it's just, you know, rinse and repeat. Where's the new? Where's the fresh? Whereas I've never done this before. Let's see if I can. Believe me, there have been so many things in my life where I'm like, oh, I could do that. And then in the middle of it, I'm like, what makes me think I can? This was a, <laughs> this was not a good idea, but and it wasn't a good idea. And, you know, thankfully I'm here and to talk about it. But you don't know until you try. Right. And the biggest thing to remember is that we have a part of our brain that when we step outside of our comfort zone, it sees that as danger. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like it's the oldest part of our brain. So when it sees us step out into danger, it thinks we're going to get attacked by a saber toothed tiger and it's going to eat us. Right. And it doesn't matter what it is that we're doing. Right. If we're out of our comfort zone, that's what that part of your brain is saying. Danger, 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 danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it could be as simple as talking to somebody and telling them, hey, this is what I do mm-hmm. for my business. You're obviously not going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger. You're not going to die. Nothing is going to happen. The worst they can say is, oh, that's okay. Or why did you tell me that? Mm-hmm. And how is that really going to hurt you? It's not. It does not affect you at all. And if we can remember that, that that fear comes from our brain is trying to protect us from something. And it's an irrational thing that it's trying to protect us from because nothing is coming to attack us. Nothing's going to kill us. Nothing's going to hurt us. I mean, yeah, it might hurt your feelings if you tell somebody about your business and they're like, oh yeah, that's nice. Why did you tell me that? But in in like the grand scheme of things, their opinion really doesn't matter because you're searching for the people that you're going to help. Exactly. And you have to tell people what you do to find the people that you can help, the people that need you. So, yeah. So that's, that was good. I like that a lot, (laughs) a lot, a lot for sure. So you offer uh, on your, and we're going to get into your social and everything, but Mm -hmm. 
yes, you have the podcast, but then you do one-on-one training, you do groups. What is your, what are your uh, services? So I do one-on-one coaching Mm -hmm. and that is generally six months or a year contract that I do that with. Mm -hmm. And then I have a coaching program. I just started a group coaching program called um, Soul Fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea about it is exactly what we've been talking about. You have this thing inside of you and you know you have to get it out, but you don't know how to get it out. Or maybe you have a business and you're you're doing it. You're not committed to it like you need to. So mm-hmm. this is really digging into it and finding out what it is that fulfills you in that and bring that to light. Because when your life starts to be fulfilled in one area, it carries over to other areas of your life. Mm. And a lot of times that feeling where we have more to give, that where there's something bigger for us, right? you're not fulfilled just sitting still where we are. Right. And, and there's like a tug, Hey, you, you're meant to do more. You're meant to do more. You're meant to do more. And everything else might be okay. Or maybe it's not, maybe you're not, you don't have the best relationship with people in your life because you don't feel fulfilled in that way. So when you take that step and you become fulfilled in that, it kind of trickles over and like pours into other aspects of your life. Mm. So that's what the program is all about. And then I have a um, kind of do it your own pace. Mm -hmm. It's a six week program where four weeks, it's intense reading, journal prompting to really get into what is that one story that is holding me back? Mm. And how can I fix this? And the first four weeks is, like I said, you're reading, um, we're reading a text and you're journal prompting every day. And, and then at the end of those four weeks, and we, I do one-on-one session, there's two one-on-one sessions and we really get into what that old story was and then making a new story for you. So a little reframing after you peel back the onion to be, oh, there's the pebble in my shoe. That's the thing I keep forgetting about. No, I'm don't forget it. I know it's always there, but have never dealt with it. Exactly. And I think that like that's how I started my journey. And it was so powerful to me to figure out what what it was exactly that was holding me back. Mm hmm. And it was this fear of rejection of what are people going to think of me Mm. if I'm exposed? (laughs) And then I was able to change that around to, if I tell my story, I'm going to help so many more people be able to step into who they are. Sure. That's huge. Yeah. It was so powerful. It's, it's huge. Yeah. I love, I just love how, again, that simple rotation and look, look at what it's done and still with, with more, with more to come. I'm sure. Let's go with some words for our listeners. And so average woman, and again, where you feel the tug, you're not sure because what's that? Perhaps your plate is full. You've got, you know, kids with schedules and and working and a house and a spouse and a this and a, and it's life and it's life. And then, you know, until maybe you find yourself in your 40s or your 50s where, OK, everybody's taken care of. I haven't been, of course, you know, we never take care of ourselves first, which is got to change. We have to be the priority. And then they want to do something. And you said so many things and, and 
taking, you know, one step, just one step, just one step that builds momentum. What are some, some words of advice that you can, can give someone who finds, who might find themselves questioning, knowing, knowing that they want something a little stuck like me, like (laughs) it's there, it's there. I know how to get a better vision. What do you want to say? You are worthy. Ugh, and there it is. <laughs> I was uh, so simple. And yet, like I say, so simple. And yet, so say those words one more time, please. You are worthy. You are worthy. Oh, let that just ta- tattoo that. Get it on your mirror in the morning. So this <laughs> way we just always remember that. Have, you know, reminders on your phone. Have Alexa say that to you every hour. That is, I like it a lot. I like, like a lot, a lot. So tell us uh, where we can find you, where we're going to, Facebook, Insta, someone, you know, is interested and they're going to reach out. Where are they going to find you at? So um, I'm on Facebook. Mm -hmm. My profile is Amy, Mm A-I-M-E-Y, G-I-A. So it's Amy Gia. Okay. My name is actually Amy Giacinto, but it's, if you look under Facebook, it's Amy G-I-A. Mm-hmm. And I have a website. It's amyg.com, A-I-M-E-Y-G.com. Mm-hmm. I do have an Instagram, but I'm really not on there that much. But Facebook and my website is good. And Facebook is awesome because I'm doing 365 days of live. So if you just want to come and get a feel of me, you can hop on there. And So let's just, uh, that's what I meant to talk about also. So the lives. Interesting. Is it, was it a self-challenge? Like, let me just pop on every day. I know if you're building something like I do try to, I'll try to post daily. And that's, and those, that's easy. Maybe a picture. Here are some words live. That's a commitment. Yes. And especially for 365 days, Uh, especially (laughs) for one day, forget like three in a row. (laughs) What day are you on? Um, Okay. So actually I think I'm on like day, maybe like 260. I, I, I see it. So yeah, you're, you're definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah. I actually finished December 1st is my last day, but okay. So crazy enough, when I very first started doing this, I was so nervous. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about all these days. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, I love this so much that like, I can't just fall off the face of the earth when I'm done. Like, I feel like I need to keep doing it. So I definitely feel like once I finish 365, I'll probably still do it just because I, I, I really enjoy it. How long did it take you to enjoy it? Because, you know, like sometimes it's three weeks for a habit. Yeah, But I think after the first, the first one where you can beat yourself up, you can be so critical, but at the end of the day, you're alive to talk about it. Exactly. You didn't die. Exactly. So um, I actually seen an, um, my coach, the one that I, uh, that taught me about the vulnerability, mm-hmm. she was actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love this idea. And I was like, I seen it like in November, her doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll wait to the beginning of the year and I'll do it for like a whole year. And I'm like, you know what? Why are we waiting for the beginning? Why yeah, wait? let's just do yeah. it. So December 1st, I jumped on it and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing. And when I first started doing it, I wasn't really sure about coming out and telling everybody, hey, I'm Amy, I'm a growth mindset coach because I was scared of being seen like that. So the first couple ones, 
the first like two or three were hard, but they weren't that bad. When I actually got to like a week and a half, that's when it started like, oh my gosh, can you sustain this? Can you keep going? Mm, Okay. And then after I pushed through that, maybe like two and a half weeks, then then it started getting a whole lot easier. And I was probably about two months in and I'm like, okay, I got this. This isn't so bad. Like I can do this. And looking forward to it, then it's not the chore. Exactly. And you know, not every day do I talk about growth mindset things Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I want people to get to know me and who I am as a person too. Like sometimes yesterday I talked about how beautiful it was in the books that I'm reading. And I offered a book suggestion because Mm -hmm. that's something that I was doing at that moment. I was reading, I really enjoyed the book and I feel like other people need to hear about it. So that's what I talked about. And then other days I talk about feeling worthy of having a business right? or the fear of rejection or even the fear of success. Like that pops up so much more than anybody even like Mm. more people are scared of the fear of success than the fear of failure. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. The thing that we all think we want. But then again, that goes back to what will they think? Who am I leaving behind? Am I Mm -hmm. those freaking they people, man? You can never shake them. God damn it. (laughs) It's crazy. Those those people. Those those people. So that's so that's really cool. That's that is something that is uh, is definitely out of the comfort zone. It definitely is. And my biggest thing for that is showing up as me because we don't always have good days. And there've been some days that I've come on and I look a hot mess. I have no makeup on and I've been like in the bed all day long. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. there've been days where I'm like, hello, I'm (laughs) I'm rocking it. Right. Exactly. And I think that that's important for people to see, especially people that are striving to be entrepreneurs or people that are entrepreneurs because they think that it has to be the best day every day. Right. Pinterest, Pinterest and Insta were the absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Get get your set designer on and yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not reality. No. Reality is there's good days and there's bad days. Right. Some days we're rushed, some days we're not, you know? So I think that that's important to show that too. Yeah. This was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for your patience. And, And I'm so glad we got this one in. My goodness. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. And until the next time, you are worthy. I'm going to just keep saying that. And that, oh my goodness, words to live by. Also, listen, if you like what you hear, please always subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you listen to your pods. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We are everywhere. Thank you. Love your support. Love your really good supportive words. I'm glad everybody is enjoying this ride as much as I am. And until till next week, yes, yes, you are worthy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.